0: Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making
1: dough in childcare. I'm Kate, and I'm Carrie. Okay, welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Today we have a guest who is Josh Baker, who is an amazing photographer. He does both commercial work and artistic work, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about the use of visual storytelling in your business, why it's important, and why you should maybe consider occasionally hiring a Josh-type human to take some <laughs> you of those me- photos.
0: <laughs> you mean that photos shouldn't be taken always from your cell phone from a child's point of view? No.
1: Again, I don't like the up the nose photos. I don't understand the attraction of them. Uh, so please stop taking photos of the inside of your nostrils. All right. So, Josh, we have a a, a lot of the people who listen to us
0: are, are directors of child care centers and business owners. Okay. And how would you tell them to even start trying to tell their story with photos? What would be something you might start? Start to give them as a starting place.
2: Sure. Yeah. So a couple of y'all y'all each asked me a question, so I'll do my best to answer them in the in the fastest <laughs> order that I can. My name is Josh Baker. I'm a photographer. You can find us online at Azulox. Um, we are yeah. That's probably the easiest way. Just A Z U L O X. You can see what we do. But uh, I think to answer y'all's questions, I think never in history has the visual photo been more important. Um, People are busy. We're not going to read an article. Um, It's why you see the proliferation of things like podcasts. Uh, We want to listen and we want to see. And we're often listening as we're doing something else. And we need great visual imagery to tell the story quickly um, in a way that an article or, you know, a thousand word blog post just can't do. Um, And so never, never has access to photography been as prevalent. The caveat being never has it been harder to raise your brand above the noise, right? No matter what business you're doing, there's probably a lot of people that are also trying to do it. Um, And so How do you signify that you are um, not run of the mill, that you're above average, um, that you're worthy of that person's money? Um, You know, I think for a while we saw a proliferation of stock photography and websites because we're like, hey, we're just going to build it quick. Um, And then the consumer got very savvy with picking those out and it soon became, if you had stock photography, it assumed that you were a fly by night operation and not worthy of money. And so what happened was that quickly fell out of favor and the, what I would call private stock, which is a lot of what we do. Um, where we go in for a business and we do, you know, a round of headshots, we'll do, you know, some lifestyle photos, some branding photos. Um, And for a lot of our clients, we'll go in maybe, you know, somewhere between one and four times a year, we'll update, you know, all of their, you know, the access to their photos. And it's a it's a it's a large pool of photos for them to use in their social media, on their websites, on their pamphlets, on their brochures.
0: I just so you talked about two different types, and I think I know what they are, but I'm not sure that everybody else does. So you talked about lifestyle shots. Mm-hmm. And then you used another word that Branding. I forgot already. Branding. Yeah. So what would be the difference between the two shots in a say a childcare center?
2: Sure. So in a childcare center, so lifestyle would be kind of in the moment shots where You know, it was just, you know, the peak of the action, um, a real life event. You know, but a really a a really good frame from like something that was actually going on. Um, So, like a
1: kid who's really into Play-Doh, really building with blocks, or really playing with Play-Doh, or sliding down the slide with the biggest grin on their face. Those kinds of things would be would fall into that category.
2: Yeah, I mean, and you know, you could use some of them interchangeably. I mean, the words get used, but in my mind, branding would be like in those photos where. You know your you know your teachers and your adults are all wearing you know branded clothing and they're they're subtly marketing the service as you're seeing the photo as well um branding photos also might be something like you know cutting a ribbon at a you know local chamber of commerce ceremony or maybe it's maybe it's a picture of the award you got. Um, where you're selling the brand, or you're building the brand recognition, um, or you're adding authenticity to the brand. Whereas lifestyle really, to me, confers that you are, you know, you're, you're at your place, you're it's, it's, these are our teachers, these are our students, these are our buildings. um, And this is what things look like.
0: Okay, so I so I have a funny okay. thought. Um, just because of the, the of where we are currently, um, if you wanted to show that your program was safe and, and using appropriate P.E.E. or social distancing that's still in place for childcare centers, would it be considered branding if you had specifically had people coming in and you had some even fake photo like fake cars that where literally the director or a staff person was exchanging a Child underneath the sign of your business. Would that is that what you mean by a branding photo?
2: Yeah, I mean in a sense, all photos are branding photos, right? Everything, everything you're doing is to promote your brand, your business. To me, the lifestyle is the is the smaller category there, where it's more in the moment. Uh, where to me, just branding is kind of more, you know, it could be a more general thing. Anything that promotes your business is is kind of a branding photo.
0: So why would they use a professional? Why would they not just do it themselves?
2: <laughs> well, if you want a photo of yourself, it's very hard, right? If you're um, depending. On the size of your operation, right? If you want a great photo of yourself in the moment, I don't think you can do it. Um, but really, what you're really what you're hiring has very little to do with taking the picture. Um, so much of it is what's not in the photo. Um, when you hire a professional photographer, we are paid to speak a visual language um, that we can communicate a whole bunch um, in a very short amount of time um, that would take the average person a much longer time to get to that proficiency um, I speak visual every day um, and you are a consumer you're like think of it like language right so there's a lot of people who grow up around a second language and they can understand it but they can't necessarily speak it and I think I think as a people as a general population, We consume visual imagery every day, but we can't all speak it. And what you're paying me to do as the photographer is to be able to speak that language.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we as directors, as people who are working in early childhood, we know what would make a good picture. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this would, like I said before, the Play-Doh or a child who's really into what they're building in the block center or coming down the slide. But we don't necessarily know how to tell that story. We just yep. are like, I've seen a picture like this. It was awesome.
2: Right. Right. And and if I sent you ten, you would be able to pick out the best one that works for you, right? And like we we can we can all understand it enough that when we see it, we're like, yep, that's the one for us. But to generate that is totally different. That's a totally different skill set.
1: Yeah, that
0: makes a so lot of if it does. So so would you suggest that childcare centers when they're starting to. Um, rethink uh or or rebrand or do an update should they be making a list of the types of photos they think they want should they be looking at the photos and then do brochures and then do websites or or how does that work in other words you're starting from scratch you're using the former stock photos that you you know you paid your money for how do you make this transition and what's the the best way to support a professional who's going to help them
2: Yeah. You know, I think, I I think a huge part of all of this is relationships. My least favorite quote that I, people say is a business quote, but I think it's terrible business is when they say, man, it's not, it's not personal. It's just business. And I think, I think that quote should be a hundred percent reversed in that it should be, Hey, I'm running a business. Everything I do is personal. So I think finding somebody that, that can do that role of photography, of telling the story is really important. And it doesn't matter how good their photos are, if they're a jerk to work with, if they don't fit your vision. Um, and so there may be some trial and error, right? But finding that person that is the right brand storyteller for you uh, is, is, I think that's the biggest part is, is finding that person that you can work with that understands what you want. But secondly, you know, I think set up the parameters and just let them go to work. Um, I think it all comes down to how you want to tell your story. You know, do you plan on posting to social media every day? Well, you're going to run through photos pretty quick, um, right? You know, you're going to go through. It's not a one-time thing is what I would suggest. Um, I think it's an evolving, right? The photos from 2019 wouldn't make sense to run in 2020 because in 2020, we're all wearing masks or we're all wearing gloves or there'd be a lot more sanitizer in the photos. And and (laughs) so Not that there is not sanitizer at childcare centers, anyway, but
0: or gloves. <laughs> but,
2: but, but my point being is that you know your story changes, so your photos should always be current. Now, does every photo have to be professionally taken? No, I don't think so. But I, I would suggest that most people under budget how many how many photo assets they're going to use in a given year, and I bet every business. And I bet every childcare center wishes they had 400% more good photos to use than they currently have.
1: I would say that's probably true. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I know that's true. <laughs> and not just childcare. I mean, I think it's, every it's true business. for every business. Yeah. It's true for, every I mean, business.
2: that's, that's what we do for a lot of companies as we come in once a quarter, you know, we shoot and we deliver, you know, a couple hundred photos and they burn through those in a quarter and then we go and shoot for them again. And it's always updating and it's always fresh. I mean, you know, if you post to, you know, if you were posting to uh, social media three to five times a week, I mean, in a quarter, you're going through, you know, 50, 100 photos. Yeah. Easy. Easy.
0: Yep. Yep. And so that's a I mean, that's a great uh, great tip, I think, that maybe we've not stressed enough with our child care centers. You know, and you know, we've talked in the past about social media. Uh we we talked to Amy King about press releases, and we talked about sending photos with press releases from an event. But even what you're talking about as far as those lifestyle photos, um, I, I mean I loved your example, right? Current day photos have masks, sanitizer, gloves, and that's probably not anywhere currently in your unless you took them on your phone, something that you've thought about, because, you know, I'm probably right up there with people who are going, no, I don't want pictures with my mask on.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's fair too. You know, I think I think it just comes down to whatever your strategy is. I don't think that photo or video content, honestly, is a one-off. I don't think it's, cool, we got our website built, we got our photos taken, we're good. Like, I don't think that's the, de- I don't think that's where the demand is, right? Um, you, know, you know, if I were, if I were running a daycare and, like, we went on a field trip, like, it'd be good to have, you know, a photographer for that. Somebody outside the organization. Because if you're in it, you can't be outside of it to take the photo. Um, and, like, at family, at my own personal family events, I don't like bringing my camera. Because once I pick up my camera, I have to be outside my family event. And I don't get to enjoy it.
1: My husband had the same exact thing when he was uh, working as a professional photographer. He took much less family, many fewer family photos while he was a photographer than he did before or after.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing too is speed and efficiency. Like yesterday I took, I did a family portrait session. We took 500 photos and they're going, they're uploading as soon as I'm done with this podcast. And so it'll be less than a 24 hour time you know, turnaround. And I think sometimes if you try to do it yourself, it's going to be 20th on your priority list. And maybe you take them, but then you don't do anything with them. And they're just sitting there waiting for you to, you know, the process and whatever. So some of that too is you're paying for the efficiency. You're paying for them to to be delivered. Hey, I need these by Friday. Okay, cool. Like that's not a big deal to me, but it might be to you. And so... We talk
1: about hiring things done all the time on this podcast. There are things that you know need to get done and the director has a huge job and you need to be able to delegate stuff and this is an easy thing to delegate and to get somebody in and out. They're there for an hour, hour and a half and you yep. have all the photos that you need for months. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think that's yep.
2: amazing.
0: Well, I do too. And I think it's great. It also shows that, again, one of the things that I find interesting, and a lot of times we have Child Care Center directors who 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 will delegate, but they'll delegate to somebody else on staff who still has a full-time job, right? So again, what would have taken... A professional an hour and a half to do might take a staff person an entire day because they're also trying to do their other stuff. So I really think um, I liked what Carrie said about, you know, hiring it done, but hiring the right person, which you talked about as far as making sure you've got a relationship.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what we're talking about, if we want to get really deep about it is this is really the basis of capitalism, right? I'm going to do what I do best and I'm going to hire the rest, right? Because every, if my job as a childcare director is to do right, is to manage the place and make profit, anything that I do, any activity I spend outside of that role is costing me opportunity to optimize what I'm supposed to be optimizing. And so, I mean, I should be hiring a lot of different things. I mean, photography being one of them, um, because, you know, for me, one of the first thing I, I did was I hired a bookkeeper. That was literally like the first thing I did. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be responsible for it. And I wanted to make sure it was right. And I wanted that other person to be there. Um, and I didn't want to spend those, you know, five hours a week because those five hours a week that I that I could have done it, could I have done it? Sure. Did I start off doing it? I did. But as soon as I could, I got rid of that so that I could focus on the things that mattered, which were finding new clients and and making them delighted in my service. And me spending that five hours a week was more than I wanted to spend. And it wasn't a money thing. It was a time thing.
0: Well, and it's probably not just five hours because there's all the other time where it's in your head and you're uh, obsessing right. with, oh, I've got to do it. So it's the five hours that it actually took. Then there's the hours that you put off doing it.
2: Well, and then <laughs> there's the time to stay current on it. Right. So like with photography, you know, so let, let's say somebody that, that was in photography 15 years ago. How long would it take him to get to, up to speed today? Right. And to stay current takes time and effort. So if you're going to be your own photographer, how much time and effort each month does it take to stay up to date with software, with backing up your files, um, with camera technology, with all of those things? Like it takes a lot of effort just to stay current, right? You're a teacher, you know, how you know certifications, um, you're an accountant, right? You have to do continuing education and stay current with all those things. And so, you know, it just, everybody's busy and everybody has a lot to do. So you know, do what you do best and hire the rest.
0: I love that. I think that needs to be a shirt carry. (laughs)
2: Okay. I'll put it in my my merch store for me.
0: There you go. So, and so would that be on your make, make, make podcast.com store or where would that be? Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm finalizing my merch store. So we have some (laughs) shirts that say things like your network is your net worth, um, which is maybe my favorite quote um and i have another i have a show called josh says mean things where i review people's photos and so i i have a shirt that i'm designing that just says says mean things which i think is funny but uh, i don't know you know i think i think the next question to ask though is how do you find those photographers ooh good question glad you asked
1: yeah i mean that was actually where i was going to go was like so are you going to be talking to the person who did your you know, Nisa's quinceanera, are you going to be talking to the person who does the car photo shoots? Like, where do you find that person? The guy who advertises in, you know, your neighborhood newsletter? Where do you, where do you find the right kind of photographer?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I think don't tie yourself to necessarily the first person you hire. But, you know, I would look at places like local chamber of commerce, right? that's, um, you know, that's usually a business focused photographer, right? They're there to, to be around other businesses. So that kind of shows a business mindset, you know, that would kind of be the first place I would look. And then I would ask your, your network, right? Who's in your network that knows, right? Go, go take a look at your, at your other business friends website and be like, Hey, who did you use? Right. Um, because then that personal referral, right. Cause then if they're terrible, you can go back to him and be like, Hey, you told me this guy was good. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but right. Google can't do that. You can't go back to Google and be like, this guy was terrible. He was number one in your search results. I can't believe that he was awful. Uh, whereas if you go to your friend and be like, Hey, who'd you use? I like your website. Like I use this guy. And then they're terrible. You can go back to your friend and be like, you're, you're terrible. I'm going back to Google. So, you know, I, I think being able to hold that, but I, you know, again, relation to me, relationships matter. So I literally, I would, I would ask my, I would go look at my friends websites and their businesses and see, see who, the, who they used that in the chamber of commerce to me are a are, are great first place to start art you know I mean you know you can Google them but I don't you're going to get so much fluff it's going to be hard to discern and then you're going to have paralysis by analysis.
0: So one other thing that I thought was interesting, and it's only because um, we often talk about diversifying income Mm -hmm. and you brought something up and I don't know why we've not talked about this before, but you seem like a good person to (laughs) bounce it off with is, is something like a, 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 you know, merchandise for your program. So, I mean, a lot of times child care centers have t-shirts and I am a huge, get your t-shirt, put your kids in your t-shirt all the time. But I think about all the funny things kids say or the great pieces of artwork. I even talk to people about using that artwork as thank you note. But what would be, how would a business owner in in the child industry, so not necessarily just a childcare. what might be some things that they may think about if they decided they wanted to throw a couple of merchandise items on their website or just they thought they're listening to the show and they're like, oh my Lord, I have kids who say funny things all the time. I want to make it a shirt or a meme or something.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, one of the advantages of living in the age that we do is the personal, very quick, right? Used to, if you wanted a t-shirt, you had to order a hundred or 500. And now like we use Teespring, I can make one or five or 10, right? And so we can, we can do things in different quantities and there's no real cost to that. Um, and so that, that's kind of advantageous. You know, you could, you could do something. I, I know for me, when my kids are in preschool, you know, they took what they did in art and then scanned it. And they're like, here, you can buy this on a canvas. You can buy this on a t-shirt. And they were monetizing my kids' own work against me. And I loved it. <laughs> I I thought it was brilliant. And they're like, oh, you don't want it? Cool. We're going to delete it. No, no, no. I'll buy something. I'll buy something.
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, my nephews have gotten so much money out of my family There are masks running around my family with six- and seven-year-old artwork on it because it was their artwork. My father-in-law wears them all the time. It's ridiculous. How awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, masks, you know, know, the first first part to all that. Oh. Uh
0: Uh-oh. Josh had a thought.
2: Oh, no. My computer just – everything shut off for a second. Are you all still there?
0: Yeah, Yeah. we're still here. We can still Uh, hear you.
2: I had a little power out of that. That that was fun. Um, So (laughs) – what I was gonna say is, you know, first is finding a, a merchandise store right provider. So I use Teespring, um, but there's a bunch out there. Um, but just finding something that that works for you that um, that can fill your needs, and then from there, right, t-shirts, mugs, artwork, but even you know, there's even digital products, right? You could sell your kid's artwork as a phone background. How right? fun! Yeah, yep. I mean, you could you could go a lot of different ways with it, um, and I think each person's gonna have their own story to tell you know, if I were running a school's Instagram account, like I would love to have like the kids quote of the week. And you wouldn't have to say what kid it came from, but just like the funny thing they said, like that's content all, all year. Well, right? and
1: parents would be like, I'm pretty sure that was my son, Joey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's True. exactly
0: what I was thinking. I'm like going, True. and we're all sitting here because we all have kids that we'd go like, that was mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. But as a you know, as long as there's no identifying thing on there, if it's just a quote, like that's a great way to have content, right? I mean, I think I think as any business owner, we're always thinking about like how do I generate more content, um, and and content that people will enjoy. A quote from a four year old, awesome! Like that's a that's a that's a fountain of youth that will never run dry. Um, so you know, th- that's certainly one. You, could you throw that on a t shirt and sell it back to the parent? Yeah, I probably would have bought a couple of those because my kids were. were <laughs> were funny in ways they didn't realize. Well, um, I'm just
0: thinking like my Christmas shopping would be done, right? I mean, all I need is that one great kid quote. And yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the sap that every time this commercial comes on television, I'm just bawling, which is the little kid who sends a gift to his grandmother and his grandmother's made a, they've made a 3d of him that he drew. Have you guys seen that stuffed no. character? Yep. So, so Josh, I'm going to tell you what it is. Cause it makes me cry. So there's this little boy who drew a picture of himself and they sent it to somebody on on etsy who made it a stuffed lovey and he shipped it to his grandmother and so it's and of course it's all by zoom or facetime or whatever right because we can't see each other and he says something like now you can hug me when you want to see me or something like that and of course you know that the the i start crying every time this ad comes up but the same kind of thing right can't you just see great opportunities for personalized critters that kids drew and you know you can make five of them for the grandparent or whatever yeah
2: Well, and I think that gets back to what we were talking about earlier though is are you how are you spending your time? Are you spending your time working with content that you have? Right. Quotes from kids, good photos, or are you trying to figure out how your camera works? <laughs> No, I'm serious, though. I mean, I mean, it's funny, but it's it, it's also true, right? Like you only have 40 or 50 hours a week to, to spend on this. So how are you optimizing your time? And for me, I can come into a job and in an hour, I can get you two or 300 photos and deliver them tomorrow, maybe not tomorrow, but quickly. And then you can do with them what your job is to figure out what to do with them. My job is to take them. And I think that's true with like a merch store, like, you know, have your teachers and have everybody be on the lookout for things to put on them. And your job is to figure out how to monetize them so that your school can get more revenue um, versus, again, trying to learn how a camera works.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So and, and I'm not trying to say it to be cheeky or anything. I'm just saying, that, you know, you have to do what you do best. And you're you're a director or you're, you know, you're on an executive at a place like that for your higher level skills, not for your lower level skills.
0: Absolutely. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should be doing it.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: 500 All times,
1: right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I think... I think it all circles back to the visual storytelling. You know, what are you telling parents who are enrolled, parents who are thinking about enrolling? What are you telling them about your center? And if you're telling them that we pay enough attention to the kids that we're capturing every week these hilarious things they say. And, you know, there's a picture that your photographer took of kids digging in the, uh, playground, and then you have the quote under it saying, I'm going to dig all the way to China as the quote of the week on it, then you're, you're marrying those things beautifully.
2: Yeah. I think, I think something that goes along with that is photography as a signifier. So it doesn't matter as much what is in the photo, but I think as consumers, we are smart enough to know when it's a cell phone picture done poorly versus when it's done by a professional like we can just tell it has a different level of polish and so just just by the quality of the photo not the content you're signifying that your brand is quality
1: i hadn't thought about that but it's absolutely true it's like putting a fresh paint of uh, fresh coat of paint on the outside of your building. You're demonstrating that you care and that you are a quality program. You're not someplace that is slapdash.
2: Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly right. It's, it's all those little touches. And I think photography is one of them. I think visual storytelling is a huge part of all of that. Um, but right. The materials you use, right. What kind of paper do you print on? What, what's your business card feel like? You know, does any one of those little things matter? Maybe not, but as a whole, what, what do you want to present to somebody who doesn't know your company? Doesn't know your brand, doesn't know your story. And if you come at it with all of those good touch things, right. Their photos look great. You know, their marketing materials feel good. You know, the the school is taken care of. There's no trash on the ground, Right we pick up on those clues as parents. We pick up on those clues as consumers and we make our opinion before we ever hear your message. Before, yes, it's
0: all a, It's all about first impression.
2: Yeah, it's, it's why I think a headshot is so important. I, I mean, obviously I charge people for headshots, but I really think it's important. To me, a great headshot is your digital handshake, right? And so if you have a great headshot and then I walk in, I, I've already felt like I've met you.
1: Yeah, so many of them that I see at, schools, whether we're talking preschool, elementary, gymnastics academy, whatever, they look like they were taken at Olin Mills in 1987. And yes, they, and they still nothing, look that way. Yeah. yeah, and it tells nothing about that person's personality. They're not engaging. Olin Mills is not around anymore. We need to stop <laughs> using their style.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, and I would advocate that we should take them on property because now you're you're putting yourself in the context of the school and that's where people are probably going to meet you. And so if we take a headshot on your playground and then people show up they go, "Oh yeah, you're here. Of course you're here." Right? We we've already sold them on the idea that you you and the place work together. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, so just absolutely, you know, great feedback, Josh. And it was exactly <laughs> what I was expecting from you today. I um, deep, a lot I of fun. Well, not <laughs> only that, just places that I would not have thought we'd go. And who would have thought I'd be like, everybody now needs a little merchandise store, you know, store with all the strange things kids say or the, you know, 12 of them into a calendar. And I don't yeah. know, my, my head's a spinning. So, sure. um, with that. <laughs> I'm just gonna wrap it up for the for the for the episode, and we'll probably have Josh back because I'm sure Josh could sit with us for another 45 minutes. And we do appreciate y'all listening to, to us at Colorful Clipboard.
1: Let's um just once more give Josh an opportunity to plug his podcast, his YouTube channel, and his photography yeah. business, in case so people can find him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well,
2: great. So, yeah, sure. So yeah, my name's Josh Baker. Um, we're in Flogerville, Texas. Um, my my photography company is called Azulox Visuals. Um, you can find us online at azulox.com. Our social media is all at Azulox. Um, on YouTube, we're at Azulox on all those good things. Um, we also have a podcast where I talk about art and business. We interview artists and talk about how they make money. Um, and that is the make, make, Make makepodcast.com. Uh, yeah, we're up to 15. We just published our 15th episode. So it's been going fun. Um, so yeah, we're kind of all over the place. But yeah, just search Azulox and you'll find us. Yeah, we'd love to hear from y'all if you have any more questions.
1: Sounds great. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.
2: All right, thanks, y'all. Appreciate y'all.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards.
0: Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more.
1: This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.